Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cowboys. It is Thursday afternoon, January 26th. I'm your host, Drew Davidson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Just got back from Mobile, Alabama. Cowboys uh, coaching staff was not there. They're, of course, at the Pro Bowl, coaching the Pro Bowl this week uh, with uh, six, seven other guys, the three linemen, <laughs> Zeke, Dak. Uh, Dez was the late addition. And then, of course, uh, we also had uh, uh, Sean Lee as an addition as well. So uh, certainly Cowboys, uh, but the scouts, the front office folks were at the Senior Bowl. I'm going to play some audio from Stephen Jones. I played Jerry Jones the other day, but Stephen Jones uh, talked a lot about the free agency and, and kind of the Cowboys draft philosophy. And, and his mindset is pretty much, hey, there's no reason to really – overspend in, in free agency or, or, or kind of pinpoint hey we need to draft a defensive end so to speak or we need to draft a cornerback because Carr and Claiborne are up or, or that sort of thing Cowboys are going to take the best available player and you know just, just my amateur eye out there if, if a guy like OJ Howard the tight end from Alabama slips to 28 that would be awfully hard to pass up on especially with Jason Witten getting up there in age so We'll kind of see how the Cowboys do. Uh, they uh, did have conversations with a guy named Fred Ross, a Mississippi State wide receiver, Dak Prescott's old college teammate, his favorite target at Mississippi State. Uh, in Dak's senior year, Fred Ross had a th- hit the 1,000-yard receiving mark for the first time in his college career. So that would be an interesting reunion if if – they go that way. Now, will they? I don't think so. Uh, but you never know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, you, you know, I, I think Fred Ross would make sense more in the third, fourth, fifth round. Uh, and and if he's there, he, a guy like Bryce Butler's a free agent. A guy like Terrence Williams a free agent. I don't think Fred Ross. Just talking to some draft analysts down there, they don't really think he has the. Uh, Athletic separation of some wide receivers, but certainly uh, he, he could slide in for a, a Bryce Butler. Now, whether he can become a number two like Terrence Williams, that remains to be seen. But certainly, uh, if there's a third and long or, or a third and seven and, and Mississippi State needed a first down, uh, the ball most likely is going Fred Ross's way. So he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, and I, I also caught up with Dan, Dan Mullen. Uh, he had nothing but good things to, of course, say about Fred Ross and obviously Dak's success. And, and Dan Mullen, the Mississippi State coach, was not surprised in the least to, to see Dak Prescott kind of take the league by storm. So uh, that audio, uh, hopefully I can get that up here in the next few days. Uh, but 
I wanted to get into the Stephen Jones audio. Uh, he, he was really good talking about the free agency, the draft, and kind of the Cowboys' philosophy going into it all. So here is Stephen Jones from the Senior Bowl. Said, it's not like we've got a ton of room when we're all said and done here, but it's very manageable. How do you improve this? How do you improve this defense? Draft. You have a pretty wild swing between the Byron draft, the Zeke draft, and now this draft going from back to front, back to the back of the first round. I mean, how does your approach to the draft change? I guess your, I mean, I, I know your approach wouldn't change, but just your mindset around just a much different scenario when you're waiting for 27. Yeah, you just evaluate the players and there's going to be players, just like there's players available at four, there'll be players available where we pick. 28. Is it 28? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll take those guys. Obviously, it's a little more work because it's not as defined and refined as it was when you're picking at four. And then you pretty much can narrow it down to a handful of guys that you're really starting to know somebody's going to be there. You know, 28, you really don't know, so you've just got to, you know, do the full body of work. And, you know, there's obviously going to be some guys you won't spend as much time on because you know they're going to be top half of the draft guys. But uh, after that, you know, and there's always the occasional guy that falls. But, uh, you know, but you start to become aware of that as well. But, uh, you know, it's probably more work in terms of doing that, but you were having to do that anyway for that second pick anyway. So it's, uh, you know, We'll go evaluate all the players and stack them up on the board and then take them down the way we've been doing it and hopefully do it better than we've done in the past. What was surprised and or relieved with the way the drafts have been going for you all that more NFL clubs aren't interested in well? Uh, or don't appear to be? Well, first of all, they are. So, you know, I don't want to comment on that other than there's, you know, Will's happy here and uh, there's people who've been interested in it. I think that's a fair way to characterize it because there have been. Well, I was asking Jerry, but coming off the 13 and 3 year, you would expect guys like Will, but not only, but also on the coaching side, uh, maybe some guys to get poached. But how fortunate are you to be able to keep the coaching staff in for an office staff intact? Well, continuity uh, to me is a big thing. And we've certainly, you know, the, the way we've managed our team over the, you know, last seven, eight years, you know, we we have a lot of, we put a lot of premium on that. And obviously, you know, with Jason being here and, uh, you know, his longevity here with the organization, I think all that's really important. At the same time, I think we've got one of the best staffs, uh, you know, in the league. And obviously can't get into what other teams think about our guys. You have to ask them. But obviously we like to keep our guys, but we also want you know, what's best for, for everybody. I mean, I don't want, you know, I don't hope hope for guys not to have opportunities. Uh, at the same time, obviously, if it doesn't happen, we're always thrilled to keep our, our coaches and our personnel people. Yeah, Do you expect all the assistance back next year? Uh, we'll work through that. I mean, it's early. Uh, you know, we got a few guys that don't have contracts, and, you know, you never know exactly what's going to, you know, this is, a, you know, a process, and people are still... You know, there's a team that still hadn't hired a head coach, and 
there's teams that are still hiring coaches, so there's some moving parts. But, you know, like I said, it's a, very much a positive if we can keep as much continuity as possible. But we'll, you know, won't be able to really say one way or the other until, we're, you know, all this is put to bed. At this point, though, there's no one you know that won't be back, I guess. It's still open-ended, basically. The coaching, I'm saying. No one that you know that won't be back with the staff. We don't know. We had, don't know for sure that there's anybody out there right now that won't be back. Okay. Seems like we talk about this every offseason, Stephen, but how much is an emphasis on improving pass rush this offseason? Well, we've been doing, we've been wanting to improve on that for you know for several years now, and uh, you know we've taken shots at it, and uh, you know a couple years ago we did, and, you know didn't work out. You know we're we're playing good sound defense, good solid defense, but obviously that's our number one priority is to continue to try to get pressure on the passing. We're big believers that uh, you know can certainly change your dynamic of your defense, therefore your football team. So we'll continue to try to uh, try to improve in that area. You know with our cap situation the way it is, uh, and really at the end of the day our philosophy. Uh, you know we're not big on overspending in free agency, so. If you ask me where we got the best opportunity to do it, it's go to work in the draft. Now, whether that's with the first pick, the second pick, the third pick, you know, I can't tell you how the draft's going to turn out. I think that's how you make your biggest mistakes is, uh, you know, just picking it. Saying we're going to pick for need. We're going to take the best defensive end in the draft, not the best player in the draft So uh, when our pick comes. So we'll just have to see how all that plays out. But obviously it's something... Well, it goes without saying that we're very focused on us trying to improve our pass rush. You, and when you evaluate the pass rush, how much do you look at uh, DeMarcus wasn't there for the first four games and kind of fought through an injury? Like, how, how many outside factors? Yeah, I mean, it's all in there. But I still think even with the guys we have, which we know we'll have DeMarcus Lawrence back, and we know we have you know, quite a few players coming back, but we still feel like we got to improve. Uh, even on top of who's coming back. He had emphasis last offseason in backup quarterback. Does that come back around since you got so many, uh, you got too much restricted guys, Tony's uncertainty and all yeah, that? Yeah, that'll be something we discuss. It's just, uh, you know, what that situation will be like, just like, you know, a couple other positions. It's probably too early to tell, but we're, you know, exactly where that's going to turn out. And when it does, we'll obviously go to work on it, but uh, I think it's too early to be speculating. You guys do have 18 agents, uh, but you kind of have this window now where you can kind of exclusively negotiate with guys. Or is that a priority to try and lock them up before they can go test the market? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think sometimes, you know, this is borne out at times when you sometimes you don't necessarily agree on what a guy's value may be. Sometimes the better way to end up with a happy ending is let him go see what his value is and then, you know, they know we want him. We're talking to players and we say, hey, we'd love to have you, but sometimes... What they, what their perceived value, uh, the agents' perceived value of the player, and what our perceived value. Sometimes there's too big a delta to, to figure it out right away. Doesn't mean we won't. I mean, you sit there and say, okay, free agencies started. And you still got 18 free agents. Does that mean you don't want them? No. It just means right now we still hadn't agreed upon a, you know, a good middle ground that we can uh, figure out what the numbers should be. So. You know, I'm, I don't necessarily see that we're going to get a lot of guys signed before free agency starts. I think a lot of it may just be having to see what the market dictates out there. Talked about possibly bringing Lyle back if 
as y'all have remained in the playoffs from injury. Mm -hmm. Y'all feel good about his long-term health? Oh, yeah. Been great about it. Uh, projection, I guess. When you don't, are y'all thinking at all about moving him from guard to tackle? Maybe? It's, it would be too early to you know, talk about any of that. Seems just a little housekeeping. Are you going to pick up Zach Martin's? I'm sure you will. The fifth-year option. I think you have until. Uh, I don't know if he's good enough. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you are, but is that more of a reality here at some point? Yes. I mean, you know, we'll just see. Obviously, we've worked hard to keep this line intact, and you know, our goal is for Zach to be a Cowboy for his career. And a big priority for us is to keep Zach around. Are y'all heading to the Pro Bowl up here, or are y'all going? Oh, we probably won't go right away. Uh, we'll be there. I just don't know uh, when we'll roll, okay. roll in down there. For sure. Thoughts on Dez making it? He's uh, I just think, uh, you know, Dez is a great football player. Uh, he's very unselfish this year. I think he went up in everybody's eyes in terms of the way he handled, uh, you know, at times not necessarily getting as many balls as he's accustomed to. And uh, at the same time, I think he played, you know, some of his best football down the stretch. And, uh, I think there's a lot of great days ahead of Des. Obviously, in my opinion, very deserving to be in that game. But behind him and your receiving depth, where do you stand with that kind of going to all season with Terrence up and then Bryce yeah, Well, up? obviously that outside receiver spot's one that we've got to keep our eye on. And then with Bryce and Terrence being up, yeah. and uh, there'll be guys that we're looking at. Uh, we'd love to have them back, both of them, and it's just a matter of how we manage you know, the economics and the business of, uh, of their situations. Obviously, we got uh, Cole in place, and it's great to have have him there, and we got Lucky, and so uh, we'll just uh, see where it goes from there. But, you know, it's obvious to anyone who looks at the roster with both Terrence and Bryce being up, we've got to, you know, if, if not them, we hope it is, but if not them, we've got to have some outside receiver help. Are you pleased, are you pleased with his progression, Terrence, from where he drafted him now? No, he's probably I thought he's been a big contributor on – on our teams ever since he's been here. He's a competitor. He's what you want, uh, you know, as an outside receiver. You know, he's certainly a guy we want to have back. But at the same time, I know the business has to make sense for him. It has to make sense for us. I feel kind of the same way about the secondary. A lot of guys up from Barry Church to Carr to Claver. All those, you know, all those are guys that we would like to sign. Uh, you know, you just got to make it all work. Sometimes, as we all know, you don't get to sign them all back. But uh, that mean you don't try. All right, that was uh, Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. And uh, as you heard, uh, he is certainly uh, optimistic, wants to resign everyone. But, you know, clearly the Cowboys have a lot of work to do in the offseason in terms of putting the 2017 roster together. So. Uh, kind of starts with free agency and, and then kind of see where the Cowboys end up draft-wise. But that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Cowboys. I'm Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. As always, thanks for tuning in. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.